Hello guys, Jack here from Jack Makes Happy Hour podcast. And yes, the rumours are true. We're heading back out on tour in May 2024. 68% of the tickets are already sold out, but there are still a few left at Edinburgh, Newcastle, Manchester, Birmingham, Leeds, Cardiff, Sheffield, Nottingham, Bristol, Bury, and our home city of Norwich. So don't waste any time. Grab your tickets today and come and watch me, Alfie and Robbie live. And me. Mainly me, Alfie and Robbie there, isn't it? Yeah. Happyhourlive.co.uk. See you in May. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking... But I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! You do hear, like, I'm the music industry at sex. You have the famous line, don't you? Sex, drugs, and, and rock and yeah, roll. Yeah, I mean, so. people like the idea of that, but when it's in front of them, they fucking shit themselves. Do they? Yeah. I had a bit of a nightmare because the first band I ever managed went straight to number one. These bands on the road or musicians or whatever, it's like every night, everybody wants to have a party. What's your big confession? Because you messaged me saying you had a big confession. Yeah, well, this is a bad one, this one. And he so, also, John also said that he's been carrying this with him for 15 years. Jack Mates Happy Hour. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Jack Mates Happy Hour. You all right? Who are you talking to, mate? Yeah. Um, I'm talking to Jordan. You all right, Jordan? Yeah, not too bad, mate. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Um, Stevie? Yeah, good. I'm sad I missed out on last week's. BVM? Yeah. Last week's was conspiracy theories, mate. For for me, yeah. you recorded last week yeah. with Blue Van, man. That's because uh, there's a lot of shit going down with the family that you sort of look after at the moment, isn't there? <laughs> so. I was on holiday. Uh, John, John's our guest today, John Dawkins. Uh, how are you, mate? Very well, mate. This man, this man works for the royal family. What? <laughs> <laughs> Great reaction. <laughs> that is all we're getting on that conspiracy video. So many comments. Yeah. Because I made a throwaway comment and I'm going to lose my job. They, after yeah. you meant you we, slagged what, we off can't, the royal family. Yeah. Eh? No, no. Nope. What yeah. it is is he's never revealed his. He's he's got he's got a very special job and he's never revealed it on the podcast. And and the number one guest uh, guest that people sort of submit is the fact that he works for the royal family. So I can't tell yeah. people what my job is. Yeah. Yeah. I, reckon, I reckon you've got a foot pump and you're pumping blood around uh, the Queen's husband. <laughs> keeping him, keeping I'm the only reason he's still going. I can see them yeah. calves, they're pretty big. <laughs> Shakiri calves. Uh, John, you are, um, you're a music manager. Amongst other things, yeah. Do, uh, my first question was literally going to be, um, ex- explain what you do. Like, you, you're a man that works behind the scenes, so I, I don't know if many people out there will know who you are, what you do. Yeah, yeah. Fill I, us in. Uh, yeah, music management. So basically my job is to go out and find talent and get it into a position uh, to sell a load of records and make a lot of people a lot of money. But I don't look at it that way. I, I look at it as, um, 
you know, I like to try and affect popular culture mm. and, and make records that actually have a meaning for people and, you know, and, you know, just positive, positive thing, really. Yeah. But it's a, it's a mad, it's a bit of a thankless task because, you know, if it's going well, it's the artist. And if it's going well, it's definitely your fault. Do you know what right. I mean? So, yeah, that's probably, is that like the same with any kind of like management role? Because like, if you look at managers in football and stuff, yeah. when they're, when they're winning, like Pep's like a god. And then when they're, when they're losing, it's just like, it all comes back on the manager. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so. no, no, I don't. One hundred percent. Yeah, it is. It is a. You've got to absolutely love it, and you've got a special relationship with whatever artist you're working with because they've got to be in the trench with you. Yeah, if they're not going to put the same amount of effort and grafting, and also try and lead the project and like put, the, and it's, it's it's all about them. Yeah, you know, you're just kind of facilitating and pushing people in the right way and using your contacts to, you know, get yeah, them up, get them up the ladder. It, you know, you've got to be in the trench together. If, if you haven't got that, you mm. pack up. Well, you you said you want to make a dent, and and I think you're definitely doing that because. We'll get onto this a bit later on, but you, you've discovered people like The Enemy, um, Tom Grennan, so to speak. Yeah. You've worked closely with Charlie XES, yeah. like some big, big names. We'll get to that in a bit. But a question above all else is, uh, what's your go-to meal deal? <sighs> yeah. I mean, you've got a can of Diet Coke gonna... open on the table there, so clearly watching the weight. That's right. You're listening to the wife. Very good. <laughs> no, I, I reckon, I'm not joking, right? When I dropped out of the music industry, I went and worked on the tools with my mate just for a bit of clarity. Mm. Like, was absolutely skint, went out, did a bit of tiling with him. Mm. And the go-to meal deal actually then was the uh, tremendous offering that Greg's would provide with the, uh, they provide you with a cup of tea and a bacon and sausage roll with ketchup or brown sauce. And it was a two pound meal deal special. That is good. That got clattered five days a week. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Shout out John Kelly on that one. Um, Blue Van Man, when we asked him, he said his favourite meal deal was Greg's. Greg's. And we looked at him like he was an idiot. We were like, that's not a meal deal. I think you've just just confirmed it. Uh, He did know what he was on about. I was about about. to say, I've never heard someone say Greg's before. No, but It's always Tesco, pretty much. That's the royal family coming out in you. (laughs) I think we're going to allow it now. You know when one person says something crazy, you think you're mental go and play with the pigeons clarifies it yeah then yeah so So i just need someone else to have popcorn in a meal deal and i'll be fine yeah but i don't think that day's ever going to come what do you think where's your stance on getting popcorn in a meal deal you should check yourself at the front door you you can tell he's been spending too much time with prince andrew (laughs) (laughs) all them popcorn shops in woking yeah yeah he's never met him (laughs) (laughs) did you Uh, did you always want to go into management or are you a failed musician no do you know what i can't play or sing anything um when i was 13 14 i had a dream of being a footballer played about three or four times for coventry city when uh at under 14s level did a year at shrewsbury then played semi-pro but i, I knew i wasn't good enough yeah so, what position in the old number 10 oh just, cool. you know my missus likes that one and uh michael owen right side midfield but um yeah i just went to uni and did a physios degree yeah which was a complete waste of time yeah i got a desmond tutu a standard a gentleman's degree <laughs> and then and then after that i was like i love music mm. it was just I don't know, man. I just kind of got a job in a bar in Camden and it rolled out from that. It it, it seems like, and I, I can't claim to know many music managers, but it does seem like the kind of role a lot of people just fall into. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't hear like, obviously I assume there's good money in it if you get to the top, but you don't hear of many young kids saying, I want to be a music manager. Do they? They always want to be. I there's some pure Dick Turpins up and down the country <laughs> in these universities throwing out these music degree courses. I've been asked to go and speak in a few. Mm. I think there's like two that are half decent, but I'm just looking at these kids throwing 27 grand at the mm. wall. So I just go and sit in the office. And, right. Which is what I did. And I went and watched someone yeah. do it. And I was like, 
you're an absolute shit show. So that's not how you do it. Let's yeah. do it this way. And, and that's, honestly, it took me six months to kind of get a grasp on it. But I had a bit of a nightmare because the first band I ever managed I went straight to number one. And I didn't really know what I was doing. Really? Who yeah, was that? The enemy. So right. you have this, I, I didn't know what I was doing, but I, I know far more now. Yeah. Yeah, I've never had a number one album since. Right. Mm. So you're as good as your artist. Yeah. So to speak. But yeah, it was a nightmare because I had that number one and then I was walking around like, I was the Teflon Don and I knew everything. Yeah. With my arms wide, like, you know, giving it the big one. Yeah. I didn't have a clue. And within two years, I was kind of out of the industry. Fucking hell. I was gone. Yeah. What, after getting a number one? Yeah, because I, I had a bit of a ding-dong with my now business partner. So right. Sued him for a quarter of a million quid, which was... <laughs> and now you're nice. working together. Now we're back together, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one happy family. Yeah, absolute war zone. Yeah. So how, how would you claim to have discovered the enemy then? Do you know what? I'll give the credit to my mum because... The drummer worked for my mom, and he gave her a demo, and she just kept badgering me to listen to it. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 whatever." So at this point, you're just you're just her son. She's like, "Just listen to this tune." You're not like you you haven't got your fingers in any pies. Like, no, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm at a management company at this point as a scout. Oh, okay. And right. I was working at the Camden Bar Fly, so I, you know I've had my fingers in a few pies. Yeah. And um, yeah, they just sent me the demo, and eventually, about three weeks, it sat on my desk gathering just and I listened to it I was like do you know what this is pretty decent mm. but at the time I was tour managing as well so I was going taking bands out on the road right? which is a different side of the game but I also worked with a lot of managers so all of a sudden you can go he's a good manager actually oh that's how you do that he's a fucking charlatan he's a cunt you know yeah. excuse my language no you can right, mate right, we, right, yeah. cool, <laughs> that's how we introduce each <laughs> other most <laughs> weeks so perfect <laughs> uh, and, and, and that was it really so then you, you're like actually I'm going to have a crack at this mm. and that was the first thing I did and within 14 months of taking it on it was at number one that's mad. Fucking mental. That's yeah. mad. It, it must be like an uphill battle from then on then, because it's like most people build their career trying to yeah. get that number one. That's a good point you say that. Yeah. Somebody said, oh, what is management? And I said, there's only so many Coldplay's or Oasis's to go. So technically, mm. I'll never, you know, and I'm going to say, fuck it. You're managing decline. Right. Mm -hmm. You're managing decline from the first moment you have that massive moment. It's very rare. I mean, it's spread betting game, isn't it? Yeah. You're yeah, basically yeah. investing money. You're kind of managing decline. Really? Yeah. Whereas somebody like Grennan is somebody that will be different. Like Grennan's had a, he was one of like three three domestic acts that had a top five in 2018. His second record will do better business. Will it? 100%. Is that is that a hard thing to predict very, though? It is hard to predict, but that is one where I would literally put everything I've got on that. Really, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be so interested to see how it how it does now. Well, we'll see, won't we? We'll yeah. come back in a year. How's a dog you? At the start of management, uh, obviously, you just said you you struck it lucky with with the enemy. But usually, do you have to kiss a lot of frogs, kind of thing? Do you have to manage a lot of shit shit bands, shit artists? Yeah, of course you do. I mean, look, you know, are you aware that they're shit when you're managing them? <laughs> <laughs> you know he can't admit to that. Yeah, of course he can. Do you know what? Yeah. Uh, no, no, listen. 99.9% um, .9 of things are shit. Right? So you're, you're, Welcome to happy hour. Yeah, but, but, but every band is like, you know, my old man's always like, hey, listen, if they've took the time out to send it, yeah, listen to it. Yeah. They're shite. And the thing is, right, if you reply, yeah. you've got to be honest, otherwise you're a cunt. Yeah. When you reply, you're a cunt because yeah. you've slagged them off. Mm. So you you're in a no-win situation. Mm. It's very, very rare that you stumble on something. And that's when you have scouts and you kind of start trusting tastemakers' opinions as well as your own. Yeah. And then every now and again, you'll you'll get something that's 
great. And then you'll go and meet them and you're like, fucking oh. hell. Ooh. It's like hanging out with Adolf Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to work. Whereas yeah. you meet Grennan and it's like, he's just so easy to get on with. Yeah. And, is it, and it's like, he's like your little brother and then, then you're up and running. Yeah. yeah. Is it not difficult though? Because obviously music is incredibly subjective. Yeah, so you can you can you can it's, you can listen to something as shit there's, and then actually they go on there's to no pop. right or wrong. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, like I remember getting sent Ellie Golding demos and I was like, nah. Really? And there's been a few I'm so I respect them. you so much for that though. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to be fair, looking back at them now, she was like a completely different artist. Mm. Like folky. Mm. See, I, I, it was I would, pretty good. But I wouldn't I was, mind like, that. I, yeah, and I liked it, but mm. I was like, I don't know what I can do with this. Kind right. Of thing. Not that it was like a guarantee thing that I can manage it, but it was definitely on my table. There's been things like that where, you know, I have passed and stuff that's done well, but you are right. There is, mm. the thing about music is there's no right or wrong. Absolutely. Mm, there's yeah. stuff that's massive now and I'm just sitting here going, man, that is fucking dog shit. 100%. Yeah. Like, 99% yeah. of See, main I, chart music yeah, is dog shit. I think Ellie Golding's dog shit. Yeah. Like when I watch her, well, uh, she's trying to beat me up a few times. I've got to be careful what I <laughs> Which say. Which is the weirdest <laughs> thing. Yeah, it's actually, yeah, it's accurate. But when like, I've seen her on like X Factor and it's all like, some people can do the husky voice, yeah? She's yeah. like, Rob Stewart. What is it? It's like, well, she has, like a, she has that really weird soft voice. She sounds like a cat trying to get a fur ball up. <laughs> gotta, gotta see a No, I just don't like it. No. Footnote, lovely girl. <laughs> <laughs> she's threatened him about three times. Yeah, she's, yeah I'm she's... just looking at the door here. Get me out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a lot of people to work with that, but uh, hey, listen, I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you haven't said anything defamatory, so. Yeah. And it ties right. into what I'm saying. It's very subjective. You think she's shit, you think she's great. Well, yeah. Yeah. Here you go, right? You know. uh, I think she's shit. He works with her. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely girl. <laughs> thing is, right? A good example is that new um, Justin Bieber, right? Yeah, oh, fuck me. Yeah. Right? When I Dog heard that, shit. I was driving along. I nearly pulled over on the motorway. Yeah. I'm like, are you taking the piss? 100%. Yeah. yeah. In a Turkish yesterday, having a little bit of scram. Comes on, I'm like that. Girl, you got that yum. And I'm joining in. I'm like, it's all right, this is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you can, yeah, you can, can swing on you. like that. Mm, yeah. Because yeah. we are all, like, we, we're susceptible to the, yeah. the bullshit. Yeah. You know. But that that's that's why I find it so interesting how you know. So we'll get on to Grennan a lot later. I don't want to yeah, touch yeah, on it too yeah. much now. But, like, with his new single, you said it's very, very poppy, very different to the other stuff that's on the yeah. up- upcoming album. But it it's, for me, it was a grower. First time I listened to it, I was like, meh. Second time, oh, I like this. Now I really like yeah, it. Yeah, we've had a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. So I find it interesting because you guys have to kind of be ahead of the curve in terms of listening to it the first time when we all go through that mess stage mm. and then going and foreseeing how how well it could do. Listen, we've been sat on that song. For, like, he wrote 85 songs with this new record. Fucking hell. Like, he, that lad is a machine, right? Yeah. But then you have to narrow it down and then you sit with stuff and it's like you get so far down the track with these songs that he, by five, fifth listen, everyone's like, oh, that's the one. Yeah. People start migrating towards a pool of certain songs. Yeah. Honestly, we get so close to the songs that we're literally looking at each other in the end going, I don't fucking know. <laughs> and then I'll go and play it to me mom and go, what are you saying, Jane? She'll be like, oh, number three is cracking. <laughs> it's like, but, yeah. but we've got a fair idea, but you you just get so close to the stuff sometimes you mm-hmm. can't even fucking hear it. Yeah. 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 So going back to that day when you, when you, you were handed the, the enemy's demo. Yeah. How many of those songs that we, we know and love, like Away From Here and, and all, all the bangers, how many of those were on the the, the demo? Or... There was two. There was three songs on it. It was two that made the album, It's Not Okay and 40 Days and 40 Nights. Right. And then the singer Tom was very good at robbing 
songs and disguising them. Oh, right. Oh. So there's a song, um, can't remember what the song is on it. Um, you know, techno dancephobic on that. Okay, track. yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's basically that old house tune. It's time to burn. Bam, 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 bam. I mean, it's the same oh, right. thing. So he would lift. Yeah. Very, yeah. very clever. On the second album, he got caught out massively. Did he? Yeah, he, he robbed off the Clash and Pulp, but it was so blatant that he had to give up a lot of the publishing. Oh, shit. But on that first track, he was just relentless, like, bam, bam, bam. He, like, every day, he'd be like, here's a new song, here's a new song, here's, you know, and he really, really wanted it. Mm -hmm. And it was it was a bit of a mad thing, actually, because they were kind of, they're kind of overlooked, so they kind of didn't have to grow up in public right. for, like, the first six months. Mm. And then loads of other bands. It was this best Midlands thing that the enemy were pushing at the time, and we were one of seven acts. And all those other acts were handing their records in, and they weren't great. And it was like, fuck, we built this best Midlands thing up. What's the enemy album saying? And we delivered it, and it was like, bang. You know, and it, we just we just got clear run at everything. Mm. Whereas every other project I've worked on since, you'll get past the first, second, and then you're a fence, or, you know. Right, The yeah. enemy just had a clear run, and they're fucking good live bands. Yeah, yeah. What is what is the first step then? For, for if you were to sign a new artist tomorrow, how and and you thought they were the bees knees? How, how how confident would you be that you could make them something, make them a star, or or do you have to jump through a lot of hoops? I've got blind faith. Yeah, it's the only way I'm here. Like I'm, what am I now? Forty this year. It's just blind faith because there's been times where I look back, like thinking, what the fuck was I thinking there, carrying on at that point? Yeah, or you know, like so many times where I look back now thinking, you know, what I know now, I'd have stepped away at that point. But you just keep going, keep going. This belief in music and yeah. yourself and the artist and finding something. And, you know, my old man always says, he goes, listen, he goes, when I was skinks, I went like pretty much bankrupt five years ago. Fuck, that reason? A, I was on a building site, yeah. Shit. Um, earning £40 a day. That's how bad it got. And I was in a box room. And my old man looked at me and he goes, get your shit together and fuck off back to London. <laughs> so I was back in Coventry. Right. And um, it's the best thing he did because he said, listen, you've had a number one album. And he goes, the Beatles have had a number one album, the Stones have. He goes, no one can ever take that away from you. And I was like, yeah, I do know what I'm doing. But I was just so shot from like hmm. a couple of bad moves that I made that I just literally opened a nightclub with all my mates, lost about 100 grand. And then all of a sudden I was like, fuck, I'm in big trouble here. Yeah. I was like 34 living at home with my dad. Right. Bad. Mm. Yeah. And I thought, no, fuck this. Let's go again. Yeah. And that's that blind faith of yeah. I can go back to London, streets of paper gold. Yeah. And I can go and find that thing and, you know, we'll go again. Yeah. Luckily. Fucking hell. It is fucking lucky. Yeah, it is. What was it like, like crashing down and having to go back and turn up and work on, on, on the site? Uh, I thought, it, well, the breakfast at home was pretty good because it was free and delivered <laughs> very kindly by my mum. It was hard work, you know, but I was on I was on the tools with my best mate. I was dog shit, mm. you know, and he, he was covering for me and people would be looking at me going, oh, fucking hell, dog's the enemy. Like, because in my hometown, people like think you're loaded. Yeah. When the enemy were at number one, I had about a ten in my pocket. Did I you? see the money for the first six months. Really? And then... Um, How much of that money do you see then? Did you have a big, big slice in it or not? Well, the way that it works is it's an old-fashioned mechanism is... A, a beat combo in the 60s or 50s would always be like a four-piece like band, like, you know, like Beatles. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the way that they break the percentage down is it's 100%, five people, 20%. Yeah. So the manager would always take 20% net off the bottom. Right? right. So that's how it's always worked out. Yeah. Even though, you know, sometimes you have seven-piece, three-piece, whatever. So, yeah, you take 20% net. Right. And now I split that with another guy, and that's why we fell out, basically. Yeah. yeah. You know, we had a misunderstanding over something. We didn't actually sit at a table and have a chat. Mm. 
Sued him for 250 grand, didn't yeah. get a penny. And then uh, <laughs> fast forward uh, seven years later, we're both directors of a company together. <laughs> he is like my older brother, so it's right. So how do you, how do you come back from that? Well, to be fair, if he gave you the money, I'm sure you probably wouldn't be working together now. Listen, if he gave me the money and there was Tinder then, I'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're at. Nice. Oh, yeah. nice. oh, right. Okay, we'll go for a little break there. When I come back, I want to hear what it was like to be on tour with the enemy. Um, you've kindly given us... Uh, so basically what happened was, um, I said to John, I was like, can you give us some ideas of stories you want to tell? And then I'll um, I'll base some questions off the back of it. <laughs> and John just sent me just loads of keywords. Uh, some of them were like, Patrick Swayze. Next one. LA, next one, the strokes. I was like, I'd have no idea what question to write off this. And all we said, I was like, oh, great story. <laughs> but um, in the second half, I'm just going to go through these keywords and see what stories we get. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Come back in a nicked. bit. Probably get nicked. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello guys, welcome back to Jack Makes Happy Hour. Still here with the boys. You are. Hello. How's life then? It's all right. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Has something happened for you to ask me? You don't no, normally care. No, because you've had a two week break or yeah. a one week break. I just thought, what's going on in your life? Well, I went to Malta on holiday and then I've been working. I have, I still, you know, like when you wake up in the morning and don't have to do much. Oh, wow. I have here to wake go. up wow. and go to work. That's what happens go. when the royal family are imploding. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've got a lot to sort at the moment. That's it. If you actually knew his job was, I'll oh, tell you. Yeah. <laughs> You'd laugh at that statement. More, more hands than an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're still here with John, music yeah. manager, top guy. John, what factors are the most important when it comes to pushing new talent out? Is it raw talent? Is it looks, sex appeal? Com- com- other things? <laughs> <laughs> You're right there, mate. Is that my foot under the table? <laughs> um, mate, songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, look at it, right? It's like the conventional good-looking... You know, sing a great voice, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Look, he's huge. Yeah. Susan Boyle. Capaldi. Capaldi, no disrespect. No. Great voice. Yeah. Um, you know, like they're not conventional pop stars. Adele, not conventional pop star. Yeah. Is, but, it, is, that, is that because like the, the trends sort of changed? Yeah, I think people can like, they migrate to those stories more, don't they? Mm. Ed Sheeran, mm. for yeah. example. Yeah, well, exactly. But mm. it's like, you know, like Capaldi's self-deprecating thing. I remember when um, initially... The radio stations in the UK, they weren't really having him. Right. And he went away and like just started absolutely hammering himself. He was very quick-witted, intelligent, like articulate guy, mm. funny man, um, and started amalgamating these huge social media numbers and people were really talking about him. And it, it kind of had a, like a zeitgeist moment, basically. Right. Mm. Where it just become a point where they were forced to play their hands. And then, you know, fast forward, he starts having the hits and you've got all these people coming forward going, no problem, and taking the credit for it. And it's like, nah. Yeah, that was all his own steam. Oh, really? One hundred percent. Really? So he's obviously signed now. Good management. Um, not a fan of his manager, but good management. Yeah. Um, and just clever man. And you get these things that happen every now and again, you mm. know. And he he is talented. <coughs> is, is 
so is he kind of you said that the radios weren't having him and he's broke through the mold like is that his is that social media that's just completely driven that man I think to a point but then you've got to look at back at things like Ed Sheeran who mate you see that kid going up and down Kensington High Street to every label no one was asked mm. and then mm. one guy came forward and went yeah alright then what was that uh, and a guy called Ed Howard who's fucking brilliant A&R mm. and you know you just got to trust yourself yeah and somebody's looked at him and gone, yeah, I get this. I, yeah, I think he's got great songs. He's a character. Mm. And then they built him bizarrely through the One Extra world that gave him a lot of credibility, which really came from him. Yeah. But he was going up and down, just playing anywhere. Whereas a lot of people will sit back and go, strategy. Yeah. You know, keyword. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. We won't do that. We'll hold back here. And he was just like that. Bang, 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 bang. Just kept going, kept going. Same catfish in the bottom end. Yeah. There's so many examples of these where they just keep going. Yeah. I fucking love catfish as I well. I like catfish. Yeah, one of my favourite Someone bands. tweeted me yesterday actually saying I've started listening to them because I mentioned them once on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's, it's really, really, it's really this is our strategy. that you two say that. Because I always say about catfish, where's the big songs? Mm. They've got some good songs. Yeah. Right? But they've Kathleen's got, a main, main one. Seven it? as well. But, Cocoon. But it's not like a like a Don't Look Back in Anger or, or a, yeah. a Wonderwall, is it? Mm, yeah. They're like they FIFA songs. Got, nothing wrong with a FIFA song. Oh, I love a FIFA song, but that's <laughs> what it is. I think that's probably, to be fair, the first time I heard of them was mm. through FIFA. I heard they were banging on FIFA's door for ages trying to get on to Oh, he, on... he grafted it. Did he? Oh, big time. I mean, my missus at Radio 1, they would literally be knocking on the door. What do we need to do? It's like, that piss off. That's what you need to do. And he just kept coming back. And it happened, mm. you know. And How, like, like drive is unbelievable. Is is that because oh, that's obviously worked for him there? But yeah. is that a good thing? Because like, if people keep you just you see him as a bit like fucking irritating. Yeah, like, but he was pretty good, isn't he? Yeah. Like, you see other people doing it, and you're like, Geezy, you're fucking sixty three. <laughs> Get <laughs> yeah. up the road. Yeah. You know what I mean, but honestly, mm. it it's worked for quite a few people. Mm. I don't think there's any right or wrong way. Right. I really don't. I really believe that. Because it's so subjective. I've got my way. Yeah. You know, but... Well, to go, to go off that, because it's so subjective, if a Capaldi, before he, before he broke out, knocked on your door or, or, or a van from Catfish and things like that, what, how do you, I know it's impossible to, to sort of say now, but how do you see it going? Do you think you would have t- taken them on or is it, is it so subjective that you would have never f- foresee well, this? Capaldi, I would have had a chat with because I think he's got a great voice. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, but I would have thought it'd be difficult. Mm. But then I didn't know his personality. So once you sit down with him, maybe that personality is there, maybe it's not. Mm. Right. With Catfish, no, I wouldn't. I don't, I don't think that they were as good as what I previously managed in terms of bands. I don't, oh, think, they wow. good, I don't think they were as good live as The Enemy. Right. Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they had as big a songs as that first Enemy record. So I'd have been like, nah. Really? If they'd have come into my office, yeah, I'm just being yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, 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 how different are the acts that you, that you work with? Like, how, how different are their personas compared to how they, they are in person? Because like, even YouTubers at a much smaller level Absolutely, put, put on a br- kind of like a different bravado and yeah. a different yeah. alter ego. Is that the same? Because, I mean, we had Tom Grennan in there. We're all big fans of him. And he seems exactly the same. Grennan like. is a rarity is what you see in front of the, and behind the cameras. exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a complete lovable roadman <laughs> <laughs> and he loves it like you know yeah. like little white vest gold yeah. oh, absolute but yeah you know what i've had success with people that i can honestly really truly connect with right you know and i've worked with other artists that are more talented but like they're not from my world yeah do you know what i mean yeah so i guess i'm from a lower middle class working class background right and then, so then, so then, f- coming from that background, is it hard if you potentially work with a diva? Yeah, 
Is it? Yeah. Because I don't hold my tongue. I'm just like, listen. No. And I say it how it is. And then I've had that with somebody who's massive. Right. And then all of a sudden they live in another country and you've got a proximity issue. Yeah. Because they don't want to hear the truth. Yeah. So all of a sudden it's like, lost them for two weeks. Right. And then you've got to get on a plane and fly to the other side of the world to have a five minute chat with them. Oh, fucking and hell. And in that two, two weeks in between, you've got a load of like little whoppers in their ear like fucking bees. Yeah. Mm. Chatting shit. Yeah. And you've got to like, you've got to get on a 16 hour round flight to go and have a chat about, listen, your record's not good enough. This is what we need to do. Just tell them the truth. Yeah. And it's really difficult. Is it always music based when it comes to managing? Because quite interestingly, I was listening to the Peter Crouch podcast the other right. day and they were talking about managers, but football, uh, not uh, football agents, sorry. Yeah. Right. And they get, some footballers get their agents to do absolutely everything. Is it similar with a manager? Like every little problem, they'll be on the phone. Like, I, I, uh, yeah, but I mean, I've kind of said, I think it's always how you set your stall out. Yeah. So if you, if you, like I read some managers, that like I was on a panel the other day and this girl was like, you know, and I set my alarm at two because I know that my artist in America will be up. And I'm like looking at her going, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in <laughs> 10 to six. It better be a fucking good reason that you're ringing me outside of them hours. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but when they start, they're like little Billy No Marks. Yeah. You know, they're, they're on their ass. They're coming through. So mm. just keep it at that level. Like mm. me and Grennan are like fucking brothers. Yeah. I'm like, he'll ring me up. I'm like, what the fuck do you want? Shut the fuck up and listen. That's that. Like, yeah. That's what we like. We like, you know, yeah. 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 Because we've got that, it's great. Yeah. But is, is it always a good idea to like to work with your mates or your best mates? No, it fucking ain't. <laughs> Are you leading to what I think you're leading to? <laughs> lovely, Potentially. Lovely yeah. segue. Yeah. Well, well, one of your things Smooth. on the list was don't employ your best mates. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> this, is, this is not going to end well for me and Jordan. That's, Why? It, that's what I've been thinking the whole time. <laughs> literally in here purely because we're your friends. <laughs> they're quite good, though, aren't they? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Quite Cheers. impressed. Thanks. Apart from the royal family connection. <laughs> we'll move that's on. It. Yeah. Um, so I, I, um, my mate, who's the Tyler, actually, who dug me out, actually. So. His name's John Kelly. Uh, he was like, oh, mate, I fucking, I can't do this anymore. He got randomly caught up in a bit of trouble and he was lost his job. And he was like, do you know what? I don't know what I'm going to do. And I went, I know what you do. You, you know the enemy, lads. Going to send you out on tour. He's gone, fuck it, it's cracking. Because do the merchandise. Right. Very simple. Yeah. You know, we'll probably do 100 shirts a night. It's fucking easy. Yeah. Just go and have a bit of fun, clear your head. Is that how much they do? 100 shirts a night? Uh, you know. Roughly. Uh, roughly. Yeah, yeah, all right. right. Yeah, so, yeah. You basically, your average is about £2 a head. Right. Right. So on different, um, you know, ticket prices. So if you've got like a thousand printers in, you know, you're going to do, you know, a couple of thousand quid. Right. Depends what act you are though. So like, someone like Loyal Karner can do eight, £9 a head. Wow. It's different. But I mean, that's just a load of posh kids from the home counties coming to watch him in it. Yeah. You know, yeah. play to him. He's killing it. I love yeah. him, right? But I sent him out on the road and he's gone into Europe and he's fucking handful right? mm. but the enemy love him like little comedy man <laughs> first day he's in the van Liam the drummer's around me he's gone fucking hell JK's locked his jaw like, <laughs> you what he kind of just locked his jaw I said well what the fuck were you doing he's, like, he's in agony I'm like well what's he doing he was like Oh, he was pretending to give a blowjob to a Lucas Aid bottle. Like, <laughs> and I thought, right, get him on the phone. He was like, couldn't talk. What? So I oh, thought, right, funny. hang on. Anyway, an hour later, he's all right. I'm like, fucking all right. I just rang him up. I said, stop fucking about. And just, he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, I left him. Didn't hear anything for about a week. I rang him up. I went, how are we getting on? You know, every night you've got a fucking account. Whatever. Yeah. He's gone, 
are you getting on? He went, yeah, doing all right. I said, how many T-shirts you doing? He's on, let me count it up. He goes, I don't know, about 300. Yeah, which ones? The black ones. Yeah, what sizes? <laughs> I don't know, the fucking black ones. <laughs> like, no accounting, right? <laughs> So initially, I'm like, fucking hell, this is a disaster. Yeah. Don't know how many T-shirts we've got. Like, we're in the middle of a tour. It takes a week to turn around T-shirts to get them out. So I'm thinking, this is a fucking shit show. I've got my boss at the time going, who the fuck's this? He's going mad at me, right? Mm. And I'm thinking, fucking hell. I'm thinking about it overnight. Next minute, I get an email the next morning from this venue uh, called Debaser in uh, Stockholm. So, yeah, good morning, Mr. Dawkins. Uh, um, the merchandise manager uh, for the enemy. Because uh, I rang him and he was talking to me. I like, so I'm like, yes. He's gone, yeah, he, uh, he goes, he robbed a keg of beer and uh, basically oh. set up his own bar behind the merch because he, he was doing fire extinguishers. So he rigged it up, right? He's fucking serving beers. He's having it for himself in the pocket. What? Oh, yeah. no. I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like, right, that's it. <laughs> fucking hell, there's two days left. Gets back, right, you're fucking fired. He went, here's my invoice for me work. I went, you can fuck off, right? <laughs> best thing about it all is halfway through, this is the best thing, the best punishment for him. The enemy are doing a massive interview with the enemy. Right? Mm. Big four-page feature. Mm. He's gone to his missus at home while he's on tour. Listen, love, get down the road and pick the enemy up. He goes, there's a big four-page feature about the lads. Can't wait to read it when I get off the road. She's going, yeah, yeah, no problem. So he's sacked. He's going back to the house. Turns up at the house, right? Only turns out that he's not read the enemy. And in this four-page feature, the enemy, the band have told him about, oh, yeah, our merch guy. He's having a right good time on here. We were out the other night. He went home with two strippers. Oh, his fuck. fucking missus has read this, right? He's got back, black bagged, all his bags oh, out. Wow. You're fucking dumped. <laughs> You've got no job and your best mate fell out with you. Never employ your fucking mate. That's insane. Are you friends with him now? Oh, yeah, he's best man at my wedding. <laughs> and the, and the, the, the opening line, the opening line at my wedding, right? My missus is family, though. Lovely people, you yeah. Know, very middle class. Yeah. My lot, gutter, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's 300 people at my wedding, right? He's got up. The opening line is, bearing in mind, you know, it's quite a while to do the, the opening line is, he gets a load of paper in front of me, big written out thing. He goes, you know, I'm sure you can understand um, being a best man is a very difficult thing to do. I'm quite nervous. And he goes, and he did this with his paper, click, click, click. And he went, I prepared a few lines early. And he goes, I fucking sniffed them earlier. So I'm going to fly through this. <laughs> and half the, half the room's like, yes. And the other half's like, Fucking disgusting. <laughs> and my, my missus's dad looked at me and he went, fucking disgraceful. <laughs> I'm a wedding day and I'm just sat there going, brilliant. Yeah. That's what you've got to look forward to with yours and Fiona's. Yeah, we have a very contrasting family, don't we? My Fiona, who you met outside, she, she's from a very... Um, Lovely girl. We, yeah, well-to-do family. Um, dad's Christian uh, and my, my old man's just grafter, lager. West Ham, that kind of guy. So I can't wait until uh... Bible, <laughs> football program. <laughs> yeah. Two words. Yeah. yeah, and uh, half the program's gone because he's ripped the pages out to make them little roaches for the. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of drugs, how how <laughs> great segue again. That was good. How um... you're from Coventry? <laughs> yes, we are the hub. How can I help? How prevalent are they um, in the music industry with with artists and stuff? Like, I'm not expecting you to name anyone throw them under the bus yeah I mean look it is a problem in the sense of it's, and by drug I mean yeah alright gears about and all that but mm. I think drinks more the problem for me because it's probably easier to get a drink than it is a water for a long time right. so you have uh, these bands on the road or musicians or whatever and it's like every night everybody wants to have a party with you because you're in their town Right. so you go out more often than not 
And then all of a sudden, it's like you come off these massive highs and these big sessions to like mm. you're off the road for a month and you just sat in your house and it's quiet. Yeah. Mm. And there's a couple of lads that I've worked with over the years that I do worry about a little bit now. Right. Like the, in terms of the aftercare. Mm. Yeah. And I do check in on them and, you know, but it, that is a, the problem in terms of the rest of it, it is there. You yeah. Know, as standard. But yeah. I think it's fucking everywhere. Right. You know, I remember like in the mid 90s to late 90s, you know, there a lot of coke around. A lot of really? pills. There was a lot of pills around. Yeah. But, mate, gear is everywhere. Really? Um, well, you know, everyone knows. It's snowstorm, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Real what, problem. What, yeah. what What made the transition? From? Like, from, from pills to that? Is that just a cultural thing? I don't know. I just or? think it became more readily available, didn't it? Yeah. You know, whereas pills went from, like, being a tenner and they'd absolutely blow your head off if you had half. And then there's lads, you know, five years later munching a bag of 20 and it's doing fuck all. So mm. all of a sudden that... And it's a change in music scenes. It's a change in, you know, like what's going on. I mean, but mm. fucking hell, like you, Coke is just literally everywhere. Really? Every walk of life. Yeah. yeah. But certainly in music. I mean, I've gone into meetings, I'd say six, seven years ago, where it'd be 9am and a lad's having a drink under the table and he's like, oh, do you want a line? I'm like, fucking hell. I'm sweet, mate. I'm what, like industry here experts? Here to do a bit of work, yeah. I mean, that was a long time ago. You don't see that anymore. It's cleaned his act up in terms of, Within industry, yeah, I think we're seen as like one of the more rock and roll management companies because we do like to go out and have a drink and mm. have a bit of a crack. But everyone else is trying to t- like talk about it like it's fucking science, like right. doing lab overalls. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Th- it was something that I never real. I don't think many people realise uh, when you're growing up that like, how prevalent like drugs oh, are. Oh my god, but, absolutely. But the reason why I was keen to ask you um, was just because even from like like growing up from very. Um, sort of like normal background where where drugs aren't always always there mm. um in terms of like lads in the park already doing it do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah but you do hear like i in the music industry at sex you have the famous line don't you sex drugs and, and rock and yeah, roll i mean so. people like the idea of that but when it's in front of them they fucking shit themselves do they yeah really yeah, I, I i had a story we, t- we turn up go on uh, I had a story once um and i'm gonna bleep the person's name because it's just not fair but i had a story that Ask for there to be uh, cocaine in her dressing room when she turns up to do... I'd be surprised at that. Really? Yeah. I don't think they're that stupid. Right. What, because if it gets out, like... Well, yeah, and people talk, don't they? Mm. I mean, it's like any business, isn't it? I know, you know, I don't work in TV, but I know who's a bit of a bastard and who ain't. Yeah. You know, so yeah. word gets around. What was that story you said about... Well, this is a funny one, Mike, because I did an enemy gig in Coventry, and my mate Dan, who I was living with at the time, who would gone on to become vice president of EMI and he's now head of A&R at Island Records. Fuck. Dan Lloyd Jones. Uh, he was going out with uh, this American girl. He's like, listen, we're in Coventry. He went, let's get back to London. There's a party on. I'm a massive <laughs> fan, right? Yeah. Still am. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening. Um, <laughs> she's not. <laughs> she's not. Uh, at Dawkins Cov 1980. Um, <laughs> and she, <laughs> he gone, oh, I'll come to this party. It's down near um, the Ritz. I've gone, all right, fuck it. Let's get in the car. Booted back down. We're going back to London anyway. Booted back down after this enemy gig. And uh, walked into this party. And it turns out it was 21st birthday party. Right, but it was friends and family. And Dan was dating... This, this girl who's her best mate. And I was like, fuck, you know, what are we doing in here? Like, I was like, this is levels, right? Mad. And I mean, this is those paparazzi there. And I'm walking down, I look like a fucking tramp, right? And Dan, he's like from the north, he's like, come over here. Like, and calls her over. And I'm like, fucking hell. And you know when people say star quality? Yeah. Like, mm. There's two people I've met where they've got a glow around them. Right. Mm. She's got it, like a present. And yeah. 
when Liam Gallagher walks in the room, you can feel it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's come over. He's gone. Uh, this is my mate John. He fucking well fancies you. <laughs> and I'm like, I went fucking well read. Shook around, fucked off. Right, left yeah. the party. <laughs> Fast forward two weeks later, I'm running uh, the enemy mm. at um, the Astoria, the old Astoria, best venue in London. Right, it's gone now. And uh, two and a half thousand cap, and there's like eight VIP tables. Got an earpiece in like a fucking prick. And they're like, listen, there's two people on the front door. They're not on the guest list. They need to get in. I'm like, fuck, if they're not on the guest list, time to fuck off. No, you need to get down. Fuck off. They're coming on in five minutes. Don't fucking, you need to come down. I'm like, right, I'm coming. Run down, walk around the corner. And it's she kind of like, was like, I think I reckon. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Let these fucking girls in. <laughs> Started hammering the guest list, girl. Yeah. I went, follow me, girls. And they have given it absolutely jack the peanut. I'm giving it loads, right? <laughs> Bounced up the stairs, got into the VIP. Everyone can see it's them. Uh, my sister, bless her. She sat there, like, love, like such a nice girl, sat there on this table on her own. It's the only table I'm thinking, I can get rid of her. I'm going to look good in front of these two. I've gone, hey. And I'm winking at my sister. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Get off here. Get out of these fucking seats. Get these girls in here. My sister, bless her, went along with it. Yeah. Got up, moved. But these guys said, listen, girls, if you need anything, you can have whatever you fucking want. I'm, they're like, all oh, right, anything. And they, they went around, they went so far around the word of, can we get a line of gear? I was yeah. there for about fucking five minutes. What? Anyway, I've gone, hey, we can do what we want. You know, I'm giving it lows. I'm really yeah. fucking thickening it on. Yeah. You need me. Yeah, we do, we do. We need this. Uh, you need gear, right? <laughs> so I went and grabbed another lad who's now the president of one of the biggest live fucking things in the country. And he's gone and got my line. Went on to the balcony and then had <laughs> thrown out because um, <laughs> because uh, he's a fat cunt. And um, no, he, he was basically kind of seeing my sister, but he was fucking her around. Right. And he was like, Oh, I hope you don't mind. I was like, get the fuck out of here now, you slop. <laughs> and I had him launched. <laughs> Good night, that one. <laughs> That's Best quality. Mental. I've no. actually heard um, from a horse's mouth that <laughs> is a bit of a knobhead. He's an absolute... Bastard. I've heard that. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, we can just go... Yeah, well... we'll just... I'll, I'll level with you. I actually know why. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's a complete cunt. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I've heard it from loads and yeah. loads of people. I, I, was, I, was, I did a day's shoot with... Um, and obviously they've worked together on a show. As soon as the door was closed, that was the first thing I said to him. I was like, what's like? And he was like, yeah, he's just an absolute horrible bastard. I heard a thing as well where, did, didn't someone put online um, that they got on this plane and there was this woman, she was struggling with this kid and this kid was kicking off and everything. And uh, turns out it was wife and was just in first class. Oh, Stop. brilliant. Yeah. What? Yeah. Brilliant. I hear a lot of that. Wow. Really? Uh, Absolute uh, horror. I, really? By all accounts, yeah. I heard this. I heard who was who was this? There was somebody that said the worst celebrity they've ever met was her. Uh what's the what's the weirdest thing you've ever um had to put on a rider? Or have you ever heard of somebody putting on a rider? The enemy put a gun on there in America with three <laughs> bullets so they could kill themselves if they had a bad gig. That's a joke. <laughs> That's good. As a joke. And, it, I like and that. it did turn up several times, which was alarming. Yeah. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. In America, definitely. But yeah. what the what, what that's mad. What are they thinking? The guy that has to sort that. No, but they're just having a laugh, aren't they? But Does he write I mean, that reason on there, though? They no, say, just in case. Say, no, but like every enemy gig, they used to put Paul McCartney on the guest list. So if any <laughs> of the lads would turn up, they'd be like, 
I can't get hold of the lads. You know, I'm in Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, Paul McCartney plus one. Yeah, in you go. You know, it's like, so, oh. you know, they used to do loads of little stuff like that. Like That's Gren- good. Grennan has fresh pair of socks. Um, what else does he have on? He has some weird stuff on there, Grennan. Mm. Yeah. You like a bottle of brandy. That's cool. Um, but he changes up because he's like, you know, he's one of them clowns, isn't he? Oh, might try veganism. Like, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> One week later, he's just there tucking into a steak. That went well. Is it is it is a rider? Because that's a very elusive thing, a rider. I think, but not many people know about them. Like, for anyone who doesn't know what one is, um, it's just what it's just a list of requirements that you that you like that you like and but you what, want in what your. What all the artists don't understand is, it comes out of your fucking money. Does it? Yeah, it's not on top of your dough. It kind of comes out of your money, and I'm always like, you do know that. And now every time everyone's like, well, well I'll have uh, six bottles of water. Right. You know, it's like, yeah. there's some bands that will go out and have like, yeah, I'll have four bottles of vodka. Yeah, but I imagine you know. if you're like the Foo Fighters or something, or Oasis. Yeah, but you're earning dough, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. So if you're like, let's say, playing Wembley on a £100 ticket, you're getting paid two and a half, three million quid for the show. Wow. So a few bottles of Jack Daniels ain't Yeah, you, we fuck you know. Yeah, Nothing. is it so, is a rider something that like when you sign a new artist, sometimes they can be a bit like, are they quite um, what's the word like a bit timid about what to put on? And then as they as they grow, do you often see the riders grow with yeah, them? Yeah, I think uh, to be fair, there's a few dickheads about, but I think you they kind of go, look, I need six waters, you know, ten beers for the band, yeah, a couple of towels, and then you kind of build from that, really. Yeah, fair. some of them are, yeah, I've heard of some mental ones. What would be on your rider, Stevie? I'd, I'd never had to think about that. I never thought I'd be talented enough to be asked. All right. Well, I'll ask Jordan. Why you? Harry you... Botang Fastics. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But like so, what are you doing fastics. in this scenario? <laughs> I, are you a musician? Because if you go out of a fizzy tongue, I imagine that's going to fuck you up considerably. Water all sort of that. What? Water and tang fastics. Oh right. Okay. I'd, I'd think I'd want alcohol or something just to because I to calm the nerves. Disarano. Disarano. I reckon. That's the most middle. I know. Class. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like spirits, really. So Disarano's the only one. Look at, look at if not, I'll be on fruity ciders. Have you ever heard of Happy Shopper? No. I bet you ain't. <laughs> Have you actually not? What's Happy Shopper? No oh frills. No uh, frills. Yeah. Happy Happy Shopper, like the, the cheap brand. Of oh, it. no. What? No. How dare you? How dare you? Bringing the Queen's There's guard. been a covert conservative in the room this whole what's time. What's wrong with Disarano? Absolute it, Tory. going to say, what's wrong no, with the conservative? No, it's not. I'll say, how long you got? Oh, no, dear. it's just a very, like, if you're... I don't mind a Disarano and Coke, but like, yeah. if you're a rock and roll star and you're going, I'll have a Disarano, please. <laughs> it's like, it's not very, yeah. it's not very rock, is it? Oh, mate, the singer of the enemy, right? He, we were on the Oasis tour and he used to carry around a bottle of, he thought he was trying to be rock and roll. Mm. He used to carry around a bottle of whiskey, like a big, like one litre bottle. Mm. Walk around with like half mass trousers on, pretending like sunglasses. So like, <laughs> just ridiculous, cliche. <laughs> Swigging the bottle, but not really drinking it and giving it to everyone else. Yeah. And then at the end of the night, he'd be like, oh, I'm absolutely fucked. I've had two bottles of whiskey. And everyone was like, yeah, 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 yeah. But he actually thinks that everyone thinks he has. <laughs> <laughs> what is the most rock and roll thing you've seen? You must have seen some things. Oh, God. That is a good question. Ever seen a TV out of a hotel window? Yeah, seen that. What was it? What was it? So casual. Yeah, throw away. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come up with something what, better. What was it Jack? Robbie Knox said? He, he say like Liam Gallagher put a chair through a pub window, then exited the pub through, through the, the window. window. Yeah, Fucking brilliant. That was good. Seen, yeah. What have I fucking hell? What have I seen? <laughs> You're having flashbacks like you've been yeah. to Nam. Yeah, just in Napalm. <laughs> yeah. It is quite horrific. Um, I've seen, yeah, I've seen some. I've, I walked in on a somebody pissing on a bird once. 
a bird like in a what girl. term? Like a girl. A girl. Oh, girl. Wow. Yeah. Like the first thing in your mind was like, I was like a bird. I yeah, I thought, is that a pigeon? Is really? it a dove? <laughs> yeah, I was. You were fuming. Oh, was, yeah, it's, that's fucking disgraceful. But she keen? Was she? Did she sign up for it? <laughs> Mate, she was game on, but <laughs> I was more concerned about these. I, I imagine these two lovers just entwined in this fetish, and you come, you fucking stop that. They're both like, no, we're Funny up for it. The only thing is, she was the artist. Three, three. <laughs> Steady. Um, not in my changing room, mate. Not on my watch. <laughs> Spillage on the floor. No way. Yeah, no, I can't think. I've, I've heard some great stories about Liam over the mm. years, but um, yeah, what's he like? Because you, you, great guy, and um, far more articulate and intelligent than people let on. I think he plays a role well. Yeah, uh, but he's. Humble, like very warm. Yeah, always takes the time to have a chat with you. Does he? Yeah, good guy. Brilliant. Yeah, very been very good to Grennan as well, actually, and his missus is sound. Yeah, all that team are good, man. Yeah, yeah. Do you think? Um, I don't, don't. You wouldn't have any inside knowledge, I'm sure. But do do you do you ever see a day where Oasis will? Yeah, many talks. Yeah, Noel's a breadhead. You know, there's no doubt there's a problem between the two of them, but. Um, it's got to hurt him that Liam's absolutely battered him in the last two years. Has he really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What well, in terms of numbers, sales, and yeah, that? I think Liam's done. I think they've done a fantastic job with yeah. Liam the last couple of years, and I think that Noel likes money. I think right. that's his only real, sadly, motivation. Yeah. And I think I think that. Um, but even if that is his motivation, why has he not done it yet? Then I think because I think I think Liam probably did, and as much as I love that lot, I, I, I think he did cross a line having to pop at his wife. Right. I don't know the ins and outs, but I think when you start getting personal with the missus is, I think it's fucking out of order. Mm. And I think I think that was the bit where, from what I'm told, is Noel was like, no, nah, he can fuck off. Really? But I think, you know, time's a great healer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's fucking dope. Mm. Yeah. 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 You know? And I'd imagine as the years go on, it would only increase. Yeah, mm. of course. Yeah. Listen, you know, the, the, I think he put some up about 100 million. I mean, I've heard offers over 300 million mm. from people within the industry. I've fuck. offered them dough. Big dough. Really? Yeah. yeah. So one day it's, it's bound to happen. Uh, when they get to what? the billy. It depends what the lineup is though, isn't it? You know, mm. if you're going to roll out some of the later people, I'm not asked. If you're rolling out that lineup with either McCarroll or Alan White, Gwigsy comes out of wherever he is. No right. one's seen him for years. And, you know, you've got a bonehead. I'm there for that. Yeah. Any other lineup outside of that, I'm not bothered. What do you, what do you think the public's perception is of Liam and Noel? Do you think the majority of team, team Liam? I think they are. I now. think so. Especially with social media. I, I mean, Liam now. runs Twitter. I think what really damaged Noel was the, the fact that they didn't combine to do that Manchester gig. And Liam's That, that for me up. was the moment, wasn't it, really? Yeah, but Liam's forcing Hannah. He knows he can just crush him. Yeah. Mm. The, thing, the thing is with Noel, he said a few things. Like, Noel used to be really on the button. But he said a few things in the last few years where even I'm, you know, I know I love, love them both, but I'm like, even I'm like, Nah, fuck off. Really? Yeah. yeah, he used to seem a bit of a man of the people and he seems he's like he's not, changed no. a bit. Yeah, but, yeah. he yeah. slagging off the fans. I'm like, I don't think you can get away with that. Mate. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit weird. Do you get starstruck then? Yeah. You do? I have done, yeah. I have with, um, not starstruck with Liam, but like, I'm not like how with you. I'll be right. very kind of straight. Yeah. I don't want to be their mates. You know what I mean? The people that you've, like Liam was on my wall from the age of 13. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've, went to every major oasis moment in the UK I've probably been there yeah yeah. I was a massive fan but I don't want to be his pal there's mm. been opportunities where I could go down the pub and Liam's there and all that and I'm like I never forced that I think you you know so Liam's a big one for me uh, when I was younger mm. and then some of the random ones like Lee Mavers who was a singer of the Lars who's like this massive recluse yeah so, so it's more so people that you're a fan of in terms of people that are just big by, yeah, by but then proxy you, uh, you know it's like Hey, here's Justin Bieber. Couldn't give a fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 
Yeah. You know, like my yeah. missus was sat with him having Nando's. Yeah, good for you, mate. What are you, what are you on medium? Is it yummy, yummy? I don't care about things like that. No, I'm the same. Like, I met that guy, that rapid g Easy. Right. And he's such a prick. He was going out with Halsey <laughs> and we had Charlie XCX on the tour. Yeah. And um, yeah, there was a bit of to do there with him and Charlie and all that. And I was with Charlie so I thought, well, I'm going to mug him right off. Yeah. And he's with, with Halsey with his arm around that. I've literally got off an overnight flight. Yeah. I thought, well, I'll have a few beers. I'm in this green room and I don't, I don't drink all the time. So yeah. all of a sudden I'm thinking halfway through a forward roll in the backstage party. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit pissed here with a beer in my hand. <laughs> yeah. Forward roll. Brilliant. Right. And I've um, got up and I've gone, all right, mate, what's your name? And everyone was like, hey. he's gone, oh, Jeezy. Uh, what? What's your name? Jeezy. Was, what's your name? I went, John. He went, what do you do, man? I went, I'm a painter and decorator. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went what do you do and he went I'm, yeah. a, I'm, a, I'm a rapper and I went what are you rapping <laughs> like, rapping like, like gifts or something he was like no I'm a rapper I'm sorry mate <laughs> nice to meet you G-Money <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's all right, obviously I knew who he was but get to fuck yeah. <laughs> that's class you've got to go- have a bit of fun with that like, I love that yeah. mate I love that John what's been um, the, the, the standout moment of your career was it was it um, the enemy yeah. Has, it, has it all been downhill from there? It's all been downhill, mate. 27 now, 13 years later. <laughs> um, yeah, I think so, so far. I think having a number one album is, you know... That's either, the pinnacle, isn't it, it really? Is, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's been a big moment, definitely. Uh, supporting Oasis with them on their last ever uh, tour. Yeah. Uh, they opened the show with Kasabian and then Oasis. That was pretty mad. Yeah. Because mm. I'd obviously followed Oasis from like 93, 94 onwards. Yeah. So that was a mad moment. Um but then I imagine if we do this podcast again in a year, you'll be having different stories about Tom because he's. Uh, I hope so. But also being on this percent. particular podcast, it's a, <laughs> it's a big <laughs> moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people say that, and they're, and they're never serious <laughs> when, they, when they say it. Yeah. Stop like, replying to emails. Yeah, never yeah, ask to come back. <laughs> yeah. What's Did your, I uh, not look serious? <laughs> <laughs> What's your opinion of fame? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, Funny one, fame. I always say to any artist that I work with that, you know, are you sure? Because once, you know, and as you will know, once you press the button, there's no going back. Mm. So some people can handle it, some can't. It brings anxiety, mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it makes you change yourself. It affects your family around you. Mm. No, it's, it's multifaceted fame. Mm. And it can be a nasty and, uh, you know, isolating world. But also it's when you're famous, but it's, you know, let's say your band split up, but you're still famous and it's like that. I've had artists where they're like, I can't go and get a real job. I'm just going to look like... Because it's so brutal for them yeah. to go from such a high level to then fucking hell, to the point where I remember one artist going up, I might just move to America where no one knows me. Oh, mad. Get a job in a coffee shop. I'd just be happy doing that. You know, it's like... Yeah. So it is a difficult thing. Mm. Um, and it depends how you caught it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So so if, if for example... Tom, who obviously you're good friends with and you managed to come to you and, and he was struggling mentally. Yeah. How, how, that's a massive duty of care on your shoulders then, isn't Absolutely, it? Absolutely, mate. You know, and, and, you know, probably come across on here, I'm a pretty opinionated character and, mm. you know, I'm not afraid of anything, but, you know, I've, I've had counselling. You know, I've been in therapy. Not many people know that. I'll share that on here. No yeah. problem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think at some point in everyone's life, you'll have a wobble. Yeah. yeah. So for me, uh, for my artists, it's quite lucky that I've kind of been there, I think. Because I was the guy that would always take the piss out of it. Yeah. But, it's um, just about what being British, though, isn't it? Yeah, but, of course yeah. it is a stiff upper lip and, oh, what's up with you? you know, cheer up. Yeah. You know, nonsense. Yeah. You know? mm. And I've been there. And, and uh, you know, if Tom's struggling, then, you know, I always say to my artists, put your hand up. 
Yeah. Give me a call. You know, let's deal with it. Yeah. And we'll go and deal with it and we'll see the right people. And, mm. you know, working, uh, doing a degree in sports science and rehabilitation, I'm fortunate to know people in certain walks of life that, you know, mm. are full-time psychologists. Or, right. And they'll, you know, depending on what, if it's cognitive therapy or whatever therapy it is, mm-hmm. you know, let's get it sorted. And, mm. You know, health is wealth. You know, it's yeah, all yeah. about... You know, and if there's a problem with my artist and the label, we've got to get the single out next week. So I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, my, you know, and if, you know, their family. You know, their well-being they, over, you know, over the revenue always, and stuff like that. I don't give a shit about money. What, what no. about, I never make a decision based on money. Really? Nah. What about when the, the fame starts to fade? Because obviously that's the other thing. Yeah, it's tough, you know, like I said to you. It's yeah, like chasing the decline, high. isn't it? Yeah. Chasing the high. Yeah, but that again, due to your care, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. like, how often do you put your arm around someone? You know, and it's like... Mm using a football analogy it's like you can hear the same voice relentlessly and you just switch off in the end it's yeah. just knowing how to you know manage that particular person are they touch tight are you hugging them a lot or are you keeping them at arm's length and you know each, each people are different yeah. mm. but with Grennan's like my little brother you know that's family yeah, it's yeah. a very different thing yeah. So yeah, I treat him that way, and he does vice versa. Yeah, but if there's a problem, we go and get it sorted, and everything else is on pause. Right. Mm. What's next for you and Tom? Um, he's got a single out at the minute, which is doing really well. Mm. Uh, then we're going to announce um, the album and the tour in March. Album's out in May. No one knows that, but fuck it. Mm. And then exclusive, um, hey. <laughs> exclusive for the for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then um, and then you know a handful of UK festivals. We're going to be polite on that front. Uh, loads of European. Then a big UK, European, American tour, and then amazing. The world is your oyster. World domination. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> well, Tom's welcome back whenever. As as are you? Uh, he, ab- he absolutely loved his time on here last time. He was he yeah. was good. He was good. We we were having troubles with the camera that day, weren't we? So um, so that the footage didn't didn't come no, out. No, as, but as that'd as be it. his moody gold reflections. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your big confession? Because you messaged me saying you had a big confession. Yeah, well, it, this is a bad one, this one. And he so, also, John also said that he's been carrying this with him for 15 years. It's a long time. So this I, is a big exclusive. I think my wife knows this. Right, you think. Okay. You think, but Stevie White's about to know. <laughs> this is the important part. Yeah. Not all. Um, well, look, I think, um, basically, I used to run the Barfly in Camden, right? It's now called Camden Assembly. Right? Mm. It's where I really started out. Mm. And, um, you know, I did the first ever Strokes gig there. I was at loads of, like, proper moments there. It was a fucking amazing place to work. And my cousin ran me up and he went, why don't you come to Los Angeles? I'm like, keep talking. And he went, just tune my guitar. I said, well, I don't know how to tune a guitar. He went, go and learn. It ain't fucking rocket science. Get yourself a flight. Come over here. We'll do a big six-month tour. Live in, live in my house. I was like, well, I'm on this. It's a big moment for me. I'm on my ass. I've got no dough, right? And I know this lad who's like, never told anyone this. This is fucking brutal, right? Probably get nicked. <laughs> get on ready outside. Um, and it's really embarrassing this, but I'm going to hold my hands up to it now. And I think I've made amends, right? Oh, the, lad who was, the lad who was de- delivering the um, the beers, I said, uh, I said, oh, it's your last day today. And he went, yeah. I went, all right. Well, I was putting the order in. There was four barrels getting delivered, right? Uh, well, more than that. But I said, Throw a couple of barrels on there's 100 quid for yourself. Because I knew then that I had two barrels that no one knew about. He ain't arse. He's leaving his job. That I could work behind that bar and take the fucking dough. Right? Because I needed this money <laughs> to get that flight. Because in my head, if I get there, I'm yeah. up and running then. In, yeah. in management. Yeah. I'm 22, 23. Yeah. Must have done them for about five, 600 quid over two nights, right? <laughs> a lot of money, right? It's yeah. fucking bad. I've never robbed anything in my life. Yeah. I'm really embarrassed by it. 
paid for me flight, did another couple of shifts, right? Did my last shift, never took a fucking penny again, right? And then on the last shift, okay, this is terrible. <laughs> There's a girl working there who was a cunt, right? And she'd obviously been taking 20 quid here and there every shift. Right? Yeah. Quarter, red-handed, fucking old Bill, right? They had old Bill in surveying. They caught her red-handed. She was South African. She got fucking deported, nicked, fined, and deported, right? Yeah. I'm there thinking, it was fucking me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but I'd cover myself because I'd done that deal with that lad outside. So technically, they didn't know about it. I justified it myself. Yeah. <laughs> but I to America, right? I'm on my ass. I've got to America. I've got about 100 quid. I'm like, fucking hell, right? It's the only time I've ever done anything like that. I couldn't handle it, right? And yeah. I carried that for years. So I used to go to the bar fly, right? There's loads of them. And every time it would be a bar fly, I'd be like, get us three beers. And it'd be like nine quid. I'd be like, here's 40 quid. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Tip for you. Yeah. And in my head, I'd worked it back up to 500 quid. Right. right? Yeah. So in my head, technically to that company, I'd paid it back. Yeah. Still not good enough for me. Right. Yeah. So every year, no one knows this, every year I give 500 quid to charity every year. Really? Yeah. Fair play. I still feel like a bastard. Because there's some poor sod. But I needed that money so desperately. Yeah, yeah. I've got to, I don't know where I'm getting it from. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But but, uh, see, this is the thing, like, it's It's illegal, yeah. Yeah, But But you kind of get it. Like, people, you have to graft your way to things, don't you? Do you know what I mean? Like, you have to. Like, not everything I've done has always been legal. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So, I I, I admire the graph. Do tell. Yeah, Yeah. it's your turn now. I'm intrigued by the fact that your best friend then went on to do something similar at the merch stands. (laughs) Yeah, and you fired him for it. The irony, eh? Fucking hell. There we go. This uh, this has been a Jackmates Happy Hour. John Dawkins, music manager. Uh, What is it? DawkinsCov1980 on Twitter? That's the one. Uh, John Dawkins, music manager and thief. <laughs> what a lovely note to end That's it on. It. Um, and if you do want any tickets to any of his gigs, get in contact with <laughs> yeah, 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 good one. <laughs> See you later, guys. John, Take cheers. Jack makes happy hour. <laughs>